Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, the host of the show. And as we approach another end of the working week with a couple of days left to go, trust that you are taking full advantage of everything that's in front of you and preparing yourself for another massive week in sales next week. Now, before we jump into today's episode, a quick reminder, a couple of favors, please. One is, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe. Or if you're listening on Apple, scroll up to the top of your app and press follow. That will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to and fully digested. And of course, if you can do me a huge favor and rate the show as well. And also leave me a comment. I'd love to know what the feedback is, what you're liking, what you're not liking about the show. And if you can more importantly, give me a rating out of five, whatever that uh, is for you, whether it be one, two, three, four, or hopefully five, that will be really, really appreciated because really what it does, it makes it easier for other people who are looking for information, tactics, strategies, and all things sales and sales leadership to more easily find this particular podcast amongst the sea of podcasts that are on the various platforms. And what's really actually, I was reading some statistics the other day in relation to the Apple platform, and the statistics read that about 82% of all podcasts on the Apple or iTunes platform have not been updated in the last 90 days. So they're the producers or the people doing the podcast haven't recorded anything for about 90 days. So this is why ratings become so important. So it enables people who are looking for the most up-to-date information to more easily find it. And look, nobody knows what the algorithms that Apple puts into it. So who knows how people find it. But if, you, uh, if you're actually able to rate my show, that'd be phenomenal. And I'd really, really appreciate it. As well as if you can put a comment in there in relation to what you like about the show, or what you don't like about the show, or specifically, if there's a specific topic you would like me to talk about on the show, please put that in the comments or send me an email at darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. And I'd be more than happy to talk about that topic. But in the same time, give you a massive shout out on the podcast as well. So hopefully make you famous. Uh, and that's not that, not that it's about that, but uh, hey, I'd love to, uh, love to do that and I'd love to acknowledge you as well. So always appreciate the people listening to the podcast. Greatly appreciate the feedback I get and uh, it, what's, it's what keeps me going. I love doing this every single day. Uh, and today it is a little bit later in the day because I've had a few things to do this morning. So it's about 2.50 in the afternoon as we recall this particular podcast, but this one is going to be a very, very important one, particularly for those of you who are uh, sales leaders who are looking to and committed to separating themselves from the competition and in the process, driving exceptional performance with your team. Now, this might sound like a very, very obvious topic, but it's amazing how, whilst it might sound obvious, I am staggered at the number of sales leaders who are not doing this. So I'm gonna start this with a question, and the question is this, as a sales leader, how much of your time is invested in coaching your team? Now, this can be both uh, informal but also formal. Now, what's interesting about this is many, many sales leaders focus on the numbers. They focus on the activities. And based on my experience and observation, they focus on things like spreadsheets, uh, cash flow, cash flow, cash, blah, get my teeth back in, cash flow forecasts, uh, probability forecasts, and all other sorts of things, including... Uh, upward management and appeasing of senior leaders in terms of trying to give guarantees as to when certain deals are going to come over the line or across the line. Now, with all this, their attention is drawn away from probably the most fundamental 
but probably one of the, at the same time, the biggest impact that the sales leader can have on their team, not just in the short term, but certainly over the long term, and that is coaching. Now, <laughs> this is, and look, I'm biased because I'm a coach, and 10 years ago, actually 10 years ago this year, I embarked on a coaching journey to get an accreditation, go through a huge amount of learning to do uh, accreditation around coaching, but a whole host of other courses and programs associated with that and invested, I can't even remember how much I've invested, but thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars into personal and professional development all around coaching and development. So I'm going to be the first person to put my hand up to say I am 100% biased when it comes to coaching. So when I sit down and run a workshop like I did yesterday afternoon with a group of people from a large, actually a large global organization, and we talked all thing coaching and mentoring, uh, it wasn't surprising to hear that a lot of people are not coaching or they think they're coaching, but they're doing anything else. Now, yes, I am biased. I am a coach. I'm an accredited coach, and I do this every single day. But what staggers me is still today, in the environment that we work in, in the 21st century, we've got sales leaders who are doing anything other than coaching. And in the process, they are missing out on a massive, massive opportunity to not only help themselves get better, but in the process, provide an environment and a platform for their team to get better, and in that process, deliver results that over time become not only consistent, they become replicable, and therefore they become sustainable. In my view, this is one of the key missing links for sales leaders before they become exceptional. Now, I want to share a story with you, and I shared this on a podcast probably 12 months ago, and it just came up again today as I was talking to a colleague of mine. And I used to work for Telstra, spent about six and a half years at Telstra, and I think back in the year 2000, it was either 2010 or 2011, I was still running sales teams down at, uh, at Telstra in Melbourne, and we had the year of the coach. There was an idea that somebody came up with. So let's let's turn all of our sales leaders around the country into professional coaches. Now, it wasn't necessarily a professional coaching accreditation per se, but it was an opportunity for the business to focus their attention on the importance of coaching because they had actually recognized that you know what coaching actually does deliver results. So each of the sales leaders around the country had coaching as a key KPI that was placed in their yearly professional development plan. Now, unfortunately, there was a lot of uh, a lot of sales leaders at the time within the business who had been in the business for an extended period of time, and they'd been used to doing things in a certain way. And if you listen to this right now, you probably either work for an organization right now or have worked for an organization where there are people within that organization, and hopefully this is not you, but there are people close to you who have said things like, well, we've always done it this way, and it's always worked for us, so why do we need to change anything? I had people in, in back in that in that particular year who had been in the business for 15 to 20 years who said, what do you mean coaching? I've been doing coaching for 20 years. Nobody can tell me what to do because I know exactly how to coach. Now look at the team results. These have been extraordinary results over a long period of time. And so we put them to the test. We actually put some of the sales leaders to the test and got them into the groove of giving them KPIs and wanting them to you know, mandate or at least develop a positive habit around coaching. And we had some buddy systems. And so the expectation was you were to uh, work with a buddy and help them coach, but also sit in on some of the sessions that they were coaching their team to give some feedback, to make sure that we could keep each other accountable. But also the intention was to drive even better performance around the coaching methodology and therefore embed the results that we wanted to get over the long term. Well, long story short, I sat in with a couple of people. I'm not going res- <laughs> to reveal the people's names. But this is, uh, this is actually quite funny given that uh, they had different opinions and different definitions of what coaching was. 
I sat in with one particular sales leader who shall remain nameless, but who is very, very experienced and is still in uh, the IT industry and still going strong, and, and he's, a, he's a really good person. But when it came to coaching, he had absolutely no idea. And yet, from his point of view, he was the master coach. Just ask him. Anyway, he would sit down and he would start a coaching session, and instead of actually asking the person who was coaching what it was that they would like to focus on or what was happening right now so he could identify an area to perhaps help them, he actually managed to proceed directly into mandating what the goal was for the individual and mandating in terms of what the person needed to do, and he did probably about 95 to 99% of the talking. And so he would come away from an hour session in which he spoke about for about well, 55 to 56 minutes of that hour, and he would walk away thinking what an extraordinary coaching session that was. And the poor person who was sitting on the other side of the desk or the other side of the video camera or computer would be sitting there almost with their, their mouth open wide as if to say, what has just happened? I have no idea what's just happened because I didn't get a chance to talk at all because they wouldn't let me get a word in edgeways. And so we had people who were thinking, well, this is coaching. And so they were the first person to put their hand up and say, hey, I'm a great coach. Let me show you how good I am at coaching. But it was all one directional. Then I had other people within the organization that would be at the end of the financial year. And we have we came to the end of the year of the coach. And we're sitting there around a table at the, at the next year's sales kickoff. And they were saying, thank God that year is over. Thank God that stupid year of the coach is over. Now I can get back to doing business as I've always done business and poo-pooed their whole focus around coaching. And I sat there and I thought to myself and I looked at their team and I thought, oh, my God, unfortunately your team is and always will be a reflection of you. And I looked at the results they were delivering and I looked at the inconsistency of the results they were delivering and I looked at the inconsistency of the engagement levels that that particular sales leader had and I said, what a shame. Because these people in this particular team were paying the price for a leader who didn't want to coach. Or even worse, didn't see the value in coaching. Now what it really was is they didn't know how to coach, nor did they want to find out and learn how to coach. Why? And this is a theme that plays out and it's played out many times since. Particularly around leaders who are refusing to coach or apply lip service to coaching. Why do they not coach? Well, for many of them, it is purely ego. It is ego to say, my God, I've done this job for so many years. I know how to coach. Nobody can come in to tell me how to get better. They have no desire to get better because they're so fixated with their own status and their own ego and their own level of importance, and their own level of what they think is their high level of performance. And it's anything but. There's also a level of ignorance that sits there because they don't actually know how to coach. And what if they actually put their hand up and said, hey, I don't know something, instead of being really humble and say, you know what, I don't know something, but I want to learn, and it's okay if I get things wrong. They also had this fear of getting wrong, right? Getting it wrong. What will my sales director think if I have given the impression that I'm a great coach, and yet when it comes to applying my feet to the fire, it's actually determined that I don't know the first thing about coaching. What will that make me look like not only in the eyes of my peers, but more importantly, in the eyes of my senior director. And God forbid, I could never, ever show a level of weakness because what will that mean mean for me in my future career? Well, the other thing, and the other reason, of course, that I often see this as well is I simply don't see the benefits, which, which comes down to uh, ignorance again, and it's a lack of education, and it's a lack of understanding. And it's really, it's a lack of application. And so here's the thing, exceptional sales leaders, and the key, key message for today is exceptional sales leaders, and for these guys, coaching is non negotiable. Every single day, they see opportunities for coaching moments. And this is to encourage their team. It's to elevate their team's performance. It's to elevate their team's capabilities. 
and also to elevate their own capabilities and their own level of understanding and their own level of development to an entirely new level. And it doesn't have to be formal. And this is the other thing that I find a lot of people, a lot of sales leaders in particular when it comes to coaching, the definition around coaching, they think, well, to actually do a coaching session, I've got to actually have a session, which means it's got to be formalized. I've got to have a strict structure or a strict script or whatever the case might be. I've got to book a room. I've got to sit down and have a formalized conversation. Well, there are times and places for formalized coaching, but there's also a lot of opportunities each and every day where there is opportunities for informal coaching conversations. And a coaching conversation could be as small as or as short as a two-minute conversation, or it could be as long as an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever the case might be. It just depends on the topic, and it depends on the type of questions, and it depends on the, the person who you're coaching. These guys make coaching a key part of their activities. Now, if they have a choice between having to report upwards in terms of a forecast or a status on an opportunity, or doing a coaching session with their team, they always make the coaching session a priority. And they are more than happy to have that conversation with a senior leader because the senior leader needs to understand that by investing in their team and continuing to invest in their team, it will elevate the performance and it will over a longer period of time deliver extraordinary results that are almost unbeatable by their competition, particularly by competition that is not investing in coaching and development. So it's a very, very powerful tool. Now, what my whole mandate and my whole purpose of this episode today is, if you want to be an exceptional sales leader, you need to get better and you need to get comfortable with coaching. And this is what I was talking about with the team yesterday. Coaching can often be the difference between average or mediocre performance or great performance and exceptional performance. But we need to be committed to it and we need to be open to the possibility that, you know what, I don't have to get it right. I don't have to have the answers, but I'm prepared to invest in my team and individually in my team to make sure I provide a platform for them to get better every single day. And this is why coaching needs to become almost part of your team's DNA. And as you as a leader, a sales leader, if you want to be an exceptional sales leader, it's part of your daily DNA as well. And so yesterday I shared with the, with the team a very simple and profound uh, coaching model known as the GROW model, which I have talked about this on the podcast over 12 months ago. And if you want to be a great exceptional sales leader, you need to get great at coaching. So make this part of your DNA. So I shared this with the team yesterday. And what was interesting is they knew, all knew about the GROW model. But when I asked the question, how often have they used it? There was like one person that put their hand up. And so this is what I find in many, many organizations. This GROW model is widely known. It is not necessarily widely used. So let me give you a very, very high overview of the GROW model. And this is something you can actually research. If you want a copy of a template that I've got in relation to the GROW model, again, simply send me an email, darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. More than happy to send that through and share it with you. Also have a conversation if you've got any questions about that. But the GROW model is as simple as it's a four-step process where you're looking for establishing a goal. That's what G stands for. What is the goal that my sales exec wants to achieve? How do I then define reality or help them define reality, which is the R? Once we've got that established, what is the O? The O stands for options. What are the options we can think about in order to bridge the gap between the R, the reality, and the G, the goal? And the W is, okay, let's do a wrap-up or what's next. These are the action steps we're going to commit to in order to bridge the gap between the R and the G. So how do I go about doing that? And the thing is, you don't have to use it in any particular order. Unfortunately, many people are taught the grow model and they're taught, well, in order to be a true coach, you have to sit there and simply ask question after question after question. And you can't do anything until you first establish what the goal is. Well, I'm going to say what absolute rubbish that is. And this is what I found with the team yesterday is most of them have been taught the grow model in terms of you've got to do it in a very, very sequential order. We've got to start with the goal. What is it that you would like to achieve from this session? What is your ultimate goal? What is your outcome? Yes, we need to know all that. 
But most conversations in most businesses, and particularly in sales teams, will start with reality. And it's as simply as asking a question, how are things going? What is happening right now? What is the problem? What is the challenge? Tell me about what's happening right now. Because as I've banged on about for years and years and years, one of the key responsibilities for us as leaders is to first establish reality. How do we define reality? And you'll find that most coaching conversations will start from, hey, give me a sense of what's going on right now so I can understand where you're sitting, what's happening, what are some of the obstacles. And the reality is all geared around what are the obstacles, what's happening right now that might be preventing you from moving forward and really unleashing your fullest potential. Once you've established that, this almost becomes like a bedrock or a foundation or a platform from which to launch from. Because you can't get anywhere if you first don't establish where you are. So in order to get from point A to point B, you need to understand and define what point A is. So that's just logical. So the first thing is to think about, okay, what is reality? Once reality has been established, then we can ask the question, okay, is this the reality you want to continue to live with? Or is there something better you're actually gunning for? So where do you want to be? What is the outcome you're looking for? And the key thing around goals is that it presupposes that there is a gap between where the reality is right now and where they want to get to. And so they're presupposing there that there's going to be some growth required and they want to get better and improve and deliver better results. So with, with a goal, you can't sit down. And I remember having this conversation years ago with one of my uh, one of my sales execs who at the performance review at the end of the financial year, he said, oh, Darren, I've made no commission whatsoever. I need a pay rise. And I sat down with him. I'm not going to give you his name. But I said, okay, no worries. I'll give you a $12 pay rise, which is $1 extra per month. How does that sound? He said, you can't do that. How dare you do that? That's, that's just blasphemous or whatever he's now use he used more colorful language than that but i said to him hey you haven't been specific so don't give me a wishy-washy generic goal give me something specific and this is why using the grow model you as a sales leader have to be really really uh pedantic about this and making sure that the goal that's been established for the person you're actually doing the coaching for is very specific and make sure that you use the smart methodology to do that. Now, again, the smart goal setting model is very well known, but it's not necessarily well used. So from a smart perspective, make sure that the goal you're setting is very specific. Make sure you can measure it. Make sure it's attainable. So with all goals, it needs to be an element of uh, it needs to scare the living bejesus out of you because you don't know how you're going to achieve it. But at the same time, it actually fuels you with a level of excitement. Think, what if I actually do achieve it? How am I going to feel? And what am I going to have? And all that sort of stuff. So it needs to be attainable. You need to make sure that it's also realistic or relevant. So there's no sense setting a goal that is completely irrelevant to the role that you're actually coaching the person on. So make sure it is realistic and relevant to the role that you're actually coaching the individual on, but also make sure it's time-bound. So there's a specific time you're going to be actually working towards achieving this particular goal. So if you've got your reality established, you've got your goal therefore established, then there's going to be a gap. And so with this gap, you can now start proceeding towards what are the options we can start thinking about or they more specifically can start thinking about and brainstorming to come up with opportunities to now bridge that gap. And this is what the option setting is all about. It's not about determining whether these options are going to work or not, whether they're good ideas or not. It's simply putting things out on paper to work out what could I think about in order to give myself an opportunity of bridging the gap between my reality and my goal. Once that's done, guess what? The way forward is simply right. Based on all the things we've spoken about, what is one or two things you can actually look at right now that we could implement right now to give ourselves every opportunity of taking at least the first step towards achieving that goal. It doesn't have to be, I've got to achieve this goal in the next three months. 
Well, what is the first step you can actually take, which might mean you've been in much better position in three months' time, but the goal may actually take you 12 months or even longer to achieve. And so the W, which is the way forward or the wrap-up, is all about how do I help this person drive accountability? How do I transfer ownership to the point where they are willing to do what is required in order to achieve that goal? And in the process, me as a sales leader, what do they need me to do in order to help them achieve that goal? So what sort of commitment do they need from me? And how do I continue to follow that up and make sure they are doing the things they have committed to doing because they are committed to achieving that goal? So a really simple but also powerful model for coaching that if you haven't been using a model, and this is where a lot of people also feel short, fall short because they don't have a model to follow, they just do things innately or intuitively, use the GROW model. It's very, very powerful. It's also very, very easy to use. And I guarantee you'll actually provide a great experience for the person you're coaching as long as you have the right intention and that is you are there to help them. You're not there to make yourself look good or elevate yourself against anybody else. So as a, as a sales leader who is looking to become exceptional, please make a decision to make coaching part of your uh, DNA and make it non-negotiable because I can guarantee one thing. If you do this and you do this on a consistent basis, the results you start deliver will not only be inevitable, they will be extraordinary. And in the process, you will elevate yourself to being an exceptional sales leader. So please make coaching a priority. And of course, if you would like some help with this, if you'd like to work one-on-one and you know there's a there's another level of your performance you can get to and you're committed to doing that and you're also committed to investing in your own professional development, then jump on my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll have a conversation. I am looking for a handful of sales leaders who are absolutely committed to taking their leadership to the next level and next level really quickly and becoming an exceptional sales leader. So if that's you, if you are committed to your own personal development and professional development and uh, would love to get started ASAP, then love to have the conversation and we can start working together, as I said, as early as this week, if not early next week. So look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.